Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm so glad all of you came to join us. You know, it's a blessing to have people that will come up 30 minutes before the broadcast and intercede for the church service. It's a wonderful thing to know how dedicated and sincere our prayer war, our global prayer warriors are. Amen. I thank the Lord for each and every one of you. And if you forgot this time, then set an alarm. There it is. You got it. You can handle that. Amen. I have confidence in you. Amen. And you know, Saint, it's a blessing for us to be able to come together this way. I was recently... um getting some work done on my vehicle. And um, I was talking to somebody that was that was kind of upset. It was a gentleman that came in about his car. Uh, he'd been trying to drive back to New Jersey from here, and the, one of the front tires had come loose on his car. And he was real uptight and upset and everything, and he felt like he was late trying to get back to New Jersey. And I just very kindly informed him that he wasn't late. In fact, this wasn't a catastrophe that he was experiencing. The catastrophe would have been if he had died, if he had gotten into an accident and had lost his life, and then his twin boys wouldn't have had a dad to raise them. I reminded him it could have been far, far, far worse than being delayed some hours. And I told him, after all, you know, they can fix the car. That's not a problem. But once you're gone, you're gone. And he began to listen to me. And the Lord began to speak to him out of my mouth. And saints, I don't care how bad it seems. Sometimes it seems like, well, what else can happen, Jesus? Well, you're still here. God still lives in you. The Holy Spirit has not packed up and left your body. He's still on the inside. Jesus is still on the throne. The Father still loves you. (laughs) The Father still loves you. You still have a glorious future ahead of you. You still have the opportunity to fully embrace eternal life. Worse things can happen than than a tire. Instead of just a a tire, it could have been a person. So sometimes we need to take a step back and realize that God allows for interruptions. They may seem like an inconvenience and an annoyance and something that we just didn't want. But during his inconvenience, God ministered to him. And helped him to see that things were really different from the way he was looking at it. The same. Don't get all caught up in the appearance of things. God is still on the throne. He hasn't packed up. 
and gone off somewhere and forgotten about us, still lives in us. And we're still his and he's still ours. We still have the blood of Jesus. It's not as bad as it seems. And so uh, before I left, I shared the, the app with him. And I showed him how to find the message from whenever I preached last. And he was very thankful. He was very thankful. I told him that he could tell Jesus he was sorry about all them tattoos. That was when he, that was from his past. And he was living a new life now. So you see, knows how to have the right kind of interruptions in our lives. We always get bent out of shape, but saints try to hold your shape now because God's in control of your life. God, you're not just, you know, floundering around in the wind somewhere. You have a path that you're on. It's called righteousness. And God, you have a Lord, a Lord over your life. You know, you don't have a happenstance life. Your steps are ordered of God. You just have to obey him. When seeming mishaps happen, we follow with it because God is in control, and we know it. And we always can bind the devil and go right on with the Lord. We have grace. We're covered with the blood of Jesus. You know, life's inconveniences, you know, disappointment. Looks like we're going in one of those roundabouts that they put in the middle of the intersection. All of this. You know, nobody plans for anybody to to die. People do that every single day. Amen? Sometimes people don't plan for anybody to get pregnant, but it happens every single day. So what do we do? We hold on to our Savior, and we let him take us through. That's what we do. We adjust. We catch our breath. We say, Holy Spirit, I need some comfort right now. And he will come and comfort us. Amen. Trophies are in the hands of God. All right? We're not out there being blown to the wind. It may seem like it, but that's not the truth. That's just the devil telling another lie. Our delays are in God's hands. So get off your own back. Amen. That's not a monkey on your back. That's you. Get off of it. (laughs) Okay? Just take a deep breath, readjust your perspective, thank your Lord, and go on with him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up one of our members, one of our faithful members, Lord, who experienced a death in the family this morning. 
We lift that family before you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask that you comfort them. They're a Christian family, Lord. We ask that you comfort them. We ask, Lord, that um, the sister that lost her husband, that you comfort her because now her spouse has departed. Amen, Lord. We ask you to fill that gap. And we take authority, dominion, and power over the tricks the devil plays on people's minds in Jesus' name. Lord, you are the comforter, Holy Spirit. You're the one that comes in to heal us where we're wounded and hurt, where we've had a loss. We ask you, Lord, to hover over her and to protect her, to give her good reasoning and good sense, to help her to lean on you and not on her own strength. We want to thank you for surrounding her with people that love her and that care for her and will do things for her. Lord, when you're going through a sudden situation like that, sometimes you need people to do things for you that you can't do for yourself. So, Lord, we ask that you supply her every need. Whatever it is she needs, whatever it is she wants, Lord, we ask that you supply it for her. We ask, Lord, that you use this to bring the family closer together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. You know, saints, God has a way of working things out, but it's usually not our way. We don't we don't fit all these other little situations into the situation. We figure that doesn't belong in this situation. That belongs someplace else, but not God. He sees it differently, and we need to trust his vision and not our own. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Peace in every heart in the name of Jesus. The peace of God. In every heart, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Where was I, Lord? (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Yes, Lord, your mercy, O Lord, 
be upon us as we endeavor to experience the hope that you promised to us. You are our hiding place and our shield, and we find hope in your word. Let our lives be filled with your hope, your joy, your peace, and faith so that we will always continue to abound in hope through the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us with your protective armor, Father. We put on the hope of salvation as our helmet. Thank you for giving us everlasting consolation and good hope through your grace. Even now as we pray, we experience your hope as being the sure and steadfast anchor of our souls. From now on, we will hope continually and will praise you more and more. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Father, thank you for exchanging our sense of hopelessness with your abiding hope. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, saints, God is still good all the time. And all the time, God is good to his people. He's good even to people that aren't his people yet. All the time, God is good. And if we allow him to, he will do more and more and more for us because he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. Amen. He wants to bless us. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. He wants to bless us. Amen. And we receive your blessings, Father, in the name of Jesus. We we receive your blessings. We receive all the blessings. All the blessings, all the blessings you have for us, we receive you. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you're working on that we don't even know about yet. We want to thank you for them, too, because they're, they're just like the others. They all came from you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to say thank you right now. We want to take a moment just to say thank you. Thank you for all those blessings that are still in the works, Lord. They haven't fully manifested yet, but your name is written all over them. We want to thank you for every one of them. We need your grace to survive. We need your grace to make it moment to moment. We need you, Lord. We need your hand in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that when we're going to go visit relatives, we don't have to be uptight about 
what we ought to do and what we ought to say and if it's going this way and if it's going that way. We just need to relax and put ourselves in your hands and ask you to be in control of us. That'll do it. We just need to just relax. We really do. We get so uptight, Father, about every little thing and every little this and every little that. No, we need to cast our care upon you because you really do care for us. Amen. We need to turn it over to you at the onset and lean on the everlasting arms. You will hold us up. When we feel weak and when we think we're strong, you will hold us up, Father. And we thank you for that. We want to thank you for that. No matter what our situation or our condition or the maybe or the maybe not, you are there for us. And you're not leaving us or abandoning us. You're hanging with us, too. So we thank you, Father, for bringing us all together. I just see you wrapping your arms around everybody in miracle right now and reassuring all of us that you love us passionately, intensely, and that you're never going to leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We can go through life because you're here with us. You know there was a song, Lord, and said, because you live, I can face tomorrow. Because you live, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. And life is worth the living just because you live. Thank you, Lord. Life is worth the living just because you live. So I just want to thank you, Lord. If, you know, they say, well, if God never did another thing for me, I'd still Be grateful and thankful. You're right, because you've already done it all. You did it before the foundation of the world. You took care of everything. You tell me to just trust you. If I'll just trust you and get off of my list of perfectionism and my anxiety list and my worry list and my fear list and my I just don't know what to do with this list, going to be all right. So, Lord, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to thank you and give you the praise and love you with all of our hearts. We're going to trust you with everything in it. Amen. We're going to trust you with everything in us. We're going to trust you. That's what we're going to do, Lord. It's hymn number 106, since you asked. The name of the song is Because He Lives. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Without such, we have no hope. Surely we all should already be in hell, but you're so merciful and you're so loving that Jesus went to the cross and took all of our sins upon himself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We never will forget, Lord, what you've done for us. We never shall forget what you've done for us. Thank you. We thank you for your very presence here in our midst. We can feel you here, Lord. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the peace of God that's here right now. We want to thank you for the comfort of the Holy Spirit that's here right now. You're a treasure to us, Lord, a precious treasure, the pearl of great price, that you give it all up for this. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you that we had the opportunity to enter into the kingdom of God. Many of people that we know are still wandering around in the darkness. They haven't found their way yet. Still wandering, Lord, but we're in the kingdom. And we lift them up to you, Father, and we pray for them. And we ask you to continue to convict them, continue to intervene in their lives, to help them to see that you are who they need. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for the move of the Holy Spirit. We know that you love them, but we pray that they choose you. Even our family members, Lord, they've already told us off. They've already stopped speaking to us. And they don't want to hear another word we have to say about you. But nonetheless, we step right over that, and we pass off to you. Just like in a relay, we pass it off to you. We say, okay, Lord, I've done what I can do for right now, but you can take it the rest of the way. You can take it the rest of the way. And we trust you to do just that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so good, so good to us. We thank you, Lord, for your blessing. We thank you for yourself. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Scriptures. We depend on them every day. We depend on them every single day. We lift up to you, Lord, Everybody that's on the breakthrough list. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for what you do. Marvelous, marvelous miracles. Marvelous, 
marvelous miracle that you do in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for being with us during our season of grief. Thank you for transitioning us from grief to joy. Thank you for holding our hands through it all. Thank you for providing every need. Thank you for loving us and maturing us through it all. You're a good God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, a strong man, and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his evil power in the name of Jesus. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy, connections which bring demonic involvement. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks. We bind all electronic and technology demons, all brainwashing kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all devils, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, all seducing, womanizing, and drone spirits, the Havana Syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind all whoredom spirits in their attacks. All the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks. All hypnotic trance devils and their attacks. Targeted radio frequencies, false weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We take authority, dominion, and power over everything that's being used as a weapon against us from outer space, from any planet, from any satellite, through the cell tower, through any other receptor. Amen. Through any other receptor. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Right there. That's where that is. Okay. Through any other receptor in the name of Jesus, praise your name, Lord. And through our electronic and digital devices in the name of Jesus. 
through every microwave appliance in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You are so good to us. We bind our whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all targeted radio, radio frequencies, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. Force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for thinking of us, for loving us. We bind all the voices of the stranger and their attacks. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, tribal group, indigenous group, uh, coven of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, divinators, Satanists, we bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind our global cabals in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind what is called the Illuminati and all other such as, uh, associated groups in Jesus' name. We bind every cult in the name of Jesus Christ and their wickedness and their evil in Jesus' name. We bind their Antichrist demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise, Lord. You're the... You're the only living God. You're the true and living God. We thank you, and we bless your holy name. We take authority, dominion, and power over all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Hindu practices, whatever they may be, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. We bind all more Jellin's attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture or any other culture, and we bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity, we bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their web trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. Father, we 
the children are back in school now. And so they're all in each other's faces. You know how that works. So we take authority, dominion, and power over the transference of evil spirits, the transference of spirits of infirmity, uh, demonic spirits, unclean spirits between the children. And their teachers and the administrators in Jesus' name. Father, many of these uh, teachers and administrators are quite bold these days to teach everything that is against Jesus Christ. But, Father, we put them in your hands. We put them in your hands, Lord. We bind their wickedness and their evil and their blindness to the truth of the gospel in Jesus' name. And we place them in your hand, Father, for the judgment of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. We know that you will intervene. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank you. We bind mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle. Curse, exposed, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over demonic curiosity that would send a person, especially a young person, off into paths and directions that they should not be involved in. We take authority over those devils, and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We close their eyes, their ears, and their curiosity to wickedness and evil and uncleanness and perversion in the name of Jesus Christ. We cover their innocence with the blood of Jesus Christ. We cover their innocence with the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask from the righteous judge his adjudications on the bathroom situation. That evil was brought into this nation through the Obama administration. And, Lord, when it comes to standing before your throne, we ask that that's exactly where it lands, right on the person who signed the paperwork, in the name of Jesus Christ. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generational fools, 
and the spirit of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, addictions, gluttony, and we return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us, and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and against the app in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift the app to you. Ruka, runga de dibrisha tadabri, runga de rabrashala de yosandarabrite de rukurati, rola la de yakaku, rukunde risite de bru, rumba babrike de diata, la la leonda, rukunde, rike de rabrisha de yosola de yosandarabrika de rabrisha de yosu, raka kunde, rishala de yasata de bri, kishana de yosandarabrike de radiosola de yakakuta. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. We're returning all. Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, buju, uh, hexes, vexes, and whatever else they do. All Nigerian and tribal witchcraft. All Chaldean witchcraft. All Spanish witchcraft. We're breaking and destroying. Oh, all Jewish witchcraft. We return it in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, psychological ties with food, drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding all superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked words, works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchronicity. In Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over all witchcraft attacks through slamming. Ash! We send them back in the name of Jesus Christ. All the slamming. Go back in the name of Jesus. All those bracelet powers. We break the powers that go with those bracelets and their circles in Jesus' name. All odors associated with demons, we return it to the demon now in Jesus' name. Lord, uh, there's a scene from this movie. And the group of people go into the poppy field. And when they go through the poppy field, uh, then the magic spell takes place to sleep. But we take authority, dominion, and power over that spell. And we break its power over the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. We shall be alert in the name of Jesus Christ. We are alert 
and ready for action in the name of Jesus. We bind spiritual slumber. We bind natural slumber, inordinate natural slumber. We bind slumber due to witchcraft spell and occult actions in the name of Jesus Christ. Deep breath and cough. We take authority, dominion, and power over any dreams. Woo! And spells being sent during the dream. We break their grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the demons that brought it, and we tie it to them in the name of Jesus. We put them bound into the spiritual cage and sent to the feet of Jesus for judgment. All the poisons fed in the dreams, whether you remember it or not, we bind it and we command it to come up and out of every member in Jesus' name. Come up and out. All the poisons come up now in the name of Jesus Christ. All the poisons come out now. Take a deep breath and cough it out from your gut right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts. All right, we bind all gaslighting in Jesus' name. All mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, possible car accidents, possible uh, traffic calamities, Possible collisions, possible traffic tickets, all the dangers and hazards of the roads. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind the demons at the intersection that cause the accident in the name of Jesus Christ. We send their wickedness back upon them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind it to the demons for all eternity. We send them into the cage to the feet of Jesus, aha, to be judged, and all the reinforcements, we send their wickedness back upon them in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Aha, We take authority, dominion, and power over the occult work of using twigs, in mockery of him who is called the branch. Antichrist ideologies and doctrines, 
Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psych healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings. And we break the ruler that you saw, Rekisa Terebrisha, Yarruko Horaka, that Abrosa Ediasiati. We break your death roll in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all humans, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception. Idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72 in the name of Jesus Christ, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness and send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and everything else in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, vow, and act. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the rituals, we bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, and the work of all the associated organizations and their powers in Jesus' name. Amen. We bring them down from their place, their high place, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that's familiar to the Laodiceans, that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity and pride, work of foolish errors and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind the rituals and their meanings of every secret society in Jesus' name. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We give you praise. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. What the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord 
shall lift up a standard against them. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not. In the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we tread over all the power of the enemy in Jesus' name. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we disconnect from and command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to leave us now. We bind up every demon coming across computer lines or across phone lines. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially all persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or someplace else. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves and our vehicles and whatever transportation mode we use with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every object of the road that crossed our path or the waterways, even if it's a dolphin, or the airways, even if it's a flock of geese, whatever it is. We we ask that you move it out of our path, Father, so we'll have a clear path in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone, anything trying to get into our dreams, we command them to stay away from us and away from our dreams. Our dreams are for Jesus, not for you. So we thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, and we give you the praise. We pull out fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, anything sent by the enemy, and we give it right back to him right now in the name of Jesus. We cut and uh, all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, and we sever from ourselves. Soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, undown, we tear down and destroy walls of protection. And, oh, Ricky, thank you for melting those shields, Father, in Jesus' name. Shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, wildlife, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars and such. We break all of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, and curses, all their fetishes, voodoo, all their sorcery and magic and mind control and psychic power and psychic warfare and torment, sickness, destruction, and pain, incense and candle burning ungodly blessings, chantings, incantations, hoodoo, root works, crystals, tribal rituals and sins, and everything coming from the demonic realm, we send it right back. It does not belong to us in Jesus' name. We send back their jealousy, their envy, their hatred, bitterness, and murder, and wizardry, and sorcery, and blindness, and bondage, 
and fear in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you save those that can be saved and the others. The word is spoken. So we give you praise. We give you glory. And we release the compassion of the Lord Jesus upon every member of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So tonight our featured psalm is Psalm 54, Psalm 5-4. And our verse of meditation comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 12. Our featured ebook is Spiritual Armor Outline. Standing in Christ's power. Thank you, Lord. Spiritual armor outline. Standing in Christ's power. So you know what season we're entering into? Uh, That uh, orange and black stuff is already in the stores, I've been told, which shows I haven't been to any stores because I haven't seen it yet. You know how to bind it up. Amen. You know what to do, so don't forget to do it. Amen? Amen. For those of you who haven't been in the chat room lately, you missed a treat. You need to take a visit. Jesus, we're going to talk tonight about one with Christ. One with Christ. I can tell I'm ready to preach now. (laughs) One with Christ. Jesus lived his life on earth as a man, a human being, not as a celestial being. He lived his life on earth as a human being. I know you were taught something else, but remember we're talking about unlearning the wrong and learning what is the truth according to the scriptures. Amen? Not as some think as a supernatural being housed in human flesh. No, Jesus sneezed just like you do, coughed, probably snored too. You see, I have this idea. Remember when he fell asleep in the back of the boat with the disciples? came up, and they were rowing for their lives. They were they were bailing water left and right. If he had still had all of his mighty supernatural power in him, there might not have been any water for them to scoop. You'll have to think about that. So he was in the back of the boat taking a nap. Because it was a convenient time to do just that. That's what humans do. You have to think about it. He bathed. He played with other boys as he grew up. He never ceased being God, but while he was living on earth, he did not draw upon his divine ability. No, he did not. He had already laid those aside when he came to earth. 
And Philippians chapter 2, verses beginning with verse 5, says that just that to us. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, tells us that. Let this mind be in you, Christ Jesus. What mind is that? Okay, we're about to find out. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but, verse 7, made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus was not insulted. Gone human flesh and come to earth as a servant to God and to people. Even though he was God, he wasn't insulted by that. He wasn't offended by that. He wasn't demeaned by that. Amen? Jesus' attitude was such that he did not cling to nor insist on his rights as God. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. He decreased that we might increase. Amen. He decreased. Instead, he laid aside his mighty power and glory and took on the appearance of a common in the likeness of men. That's what he did. In that state of lowliness, he humbled himself even further, and became obedient unto death. He took it all the way. So we see things that humility and obedience are tied together. Humility and obedience are tied together. Humility is bringing ourselves lower to yield to the requests and requirements of another. It's a yielding from the inside out. Causes us to obey God's requests and commandments instead of our own ideas. Jesus went so far as to die the death of a felon on the cross. The death of a felon. Capital punishment. And it was a gruesome, agonizing death. It was a gruesome and agonizing death. Now, as a human, 
Jesus did not draw upon his divine ability to be all-knowing either. Amen. No, he didn't do that either. But Jesus knew the Father intimately. Jesus knew the Father intimately. Ah, really? Yes. Jesus had a constant, unbroken fellowship with his Father in heaven. Jesus communed with the Father, and the Father communed with him. In this relationship, in this relationship, we come to understand that God did not create mankind to form a religion. The emphasis of the creator of people is to have a relationship with their creator. He made people that were made in his image and his likeness to have a relationship, a close, bonding, intimate relationship with him. That's right. It is extremely important for us to understand this because we were made in his image and in his likeness to have relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So it's intensely, extremely Important for every saint to maintain unbroken fellowship with God. It is extremely important for every saint to maintain constant unbroken fellowship with God. Every saint must come to the place in your relationship with the Lord where you actually abide in him. It's not just words in your Bible. It's a manner of living. It's inside you, that abiding. It's more real to you than your own breath. It's more real to you than your own breath. That abiding in him. Actually, without forced effort, live your life in the flow of his spirit. You Actually, without forced effort, live your life in the flow of his spirit. It becomes more natural to you 
than how you presently live. Every saint must come to the place where you are constantly communing with God. Every saint must come to the place where you are constantly communing with him. Every saint must come to the place where you are drawing your life from him and not from another source. Every saint must come to the place where you are drawing your life from him and not from another source. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. But see, you've got to want this. It's not going to come wafting out of heaven to you. You've got to really want this. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 15 and verse 5. The Gospel of John, chapter 15 and verse 5. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. And I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. And maybe that's why so many Christians are doing nothing. Because they're not abiding in him. Maybe that's the cause. Jesus was taught the scriptures. He was taught to observe Jewish law. He heard the reading of the law. He observed Jewish customs. He was taught about God's deliverance for the Hebrews from Pharaoh. He learned about the Old Testament and its prophecies concerning, and in so doing, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 52. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. In favor with God. He increased favor with God. He developed a personal relationship with the Father. Every saint 
must continually develop their personal relationship with God. We cannot be satisfied with knowing the Father as some impersonal being somewhere up in the sky. No, he's not the man upstairs. No, God is now your heavenly Father who dwells, lives, and abides in you. As Jesus prayed, God the Father spoke and revealed himself to him just as he did to the Old Testament prophets. You see, Jesus, as he was growing, pursued this relationship with the Father. And every saint must pursue their relationship with the Father as well. Every saint. As every saint prays in faith, the Father will speak through scripture, through a knowing, or even through a dream. God has many ways to speak to us, but we do have to want to hear from him. Likewise, the Holy Spirit is not a dove, nor is he sailing around on a cloud. There's some people that think he gives you the jitters. (laughs) But actually, he comes to uh, live within us and to do many things that we need. He, He teaches. He helps. He comforts. He guides. There are a lot of things the Holy Spirit does, and if you want to know, there are about um jeez. There are about seven or eight sermons that I preach that are in the archive about who the Holy Spirit is to us. And if you want to know the names of them, ask the Holy Spirit to take you into the archives to escort you there to the ones he wants you to listen to. There are quite a few of them. You see, you can't really experience who the Holy Spirit is to you based on ignorance or based on wrong conceptions. Remember, we're unlearning things that are not scriptural, and we're learning things that the Bible actually does teach us. If you still think the Holy Spirit floats around on the clouds and he comes to church and gives Sister Brown the jitters, Uh, You're missing something. Amen. You're missing a whole lot. Because he is your helper. When you need help, he's the one to come help you. But some of us walk around through life as though he doesn't exist. And that is not only a sin, it's a crime. So here we have the Godhead. All wisdom. And we go around in life, we're just going to make all of our own decisions and never consult him. Well, surely there's no wisdom in that idea. 
Here you have the one who created everything available to you, and you're just going to go through life, and you're going to decide this, and you're going to decide that, and well, I'll just, and you're going to decide this and that and the other. It doesn't really work that way. It's designed for you to be in communion with him. Communion is more than just a piece of bread and some juice or wine, really. It's a status of relationship where you fellowship with God and God fellowships with you. It's honoring the sacrifice that brought forth the relationship. It's honoring his broken body so ours could be healed. There are many facets to Holy Communion. But one of the ones, and particularly what we're highlighting tonight, is the relationship. can't have a relationship with somebody you ignore all the time. And you only call them when it's a big problem. I don't know who gave people that mindset, but they need to give it back. It's not real. Jesus is not offended if you ask him to help you find your socks. It does not offend him. There are a lot of ways that God will help you if you ever decide that you'll open up and ask him. And many of us go through everyday life forsaking his intervention and help and guidance and wisdom and counsel simply because we won't ask him. And that's a sin and a crime. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, gives us God's commandment. Those scriptures aren't just to be memorized. They are to be lived every single day. Every single day. With every single decision. Not just certain ones. You know... You know, I'm not asking much of God, but when I need something, I'm going to ask. That's just as religious and backward the relationship he wants. He wants a free flow between you and him. He's the provider of all of your needs, whatever they may be. No, some of us are still sitting up there doing it the way we used to do it. When God is calling us to the new relationship, come to him. He didn't send you to your relatives. He's waiting on you to come to him. But what do you do? You're going to sit there and connive your little way through this, and you're going to ask this cousin over here, and then you're going to ask that auntie over there, and you know how they are. So when they turn on you, why are you complaining? You're the one that stepped out of the relationship outside of God's counsel, his love, 
his provision to go meet your need some other way. It's one thing for him to send you to your cousin or to send the cousin to you. But no, when you engineer it yourself, you're responsible for that. God wants better relationship with every saint in Miracle Internet Church. And we owe it to him. We owe it to him. He wants more relationship, more development. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, sometimes you're sitting there and you don't know if something is the truth or not. Well, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Did you ask him? To every saint, he is your comforter. He is your source of truth. He is your helper. He is your God and so much more. But every saint must grow in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every saint. Saints, there are ideas in your head about the Father, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, which do not agree with the Scriptures. Say it again. There are ideas in your head about the Father, about Jesus, and about the Holy Spirit, which do not agree with the Scriptures. Who knows where you picked them up? Every saint must unlearn these ideas and replace them with the truth from the Holy Scriptures. That known as developing a relationship with God. You know, when you have a relationship, God will speak to you and tell you things that you're doing, aspects of your life that he is not pleased with. Even in the clothes you wear. Not just your attitude. Maybe it's the way you do certain things. You learned how to do it that way, and that's the only way you know how to do it, and that's what you've been doing. But God's got higher ways and better ways. And if you don't fellowship with him, you won't learn them either. You read right over that scripture for the next 10 years and still won't see what he's telling you. You must fellowship with him. Amen. To see God more clearly, that's developing a relationship with God. Exchanging our ways for his ways. That's developing a relationship with God. To love him more dearly, 
That's developing a relationship with God. To learn his perspective, that's developing a relationship with God. Jesus Christ developed his relationship as a human on earth. So he knew and understood who he was, why he came to earth, why he was called to be and to do here. He found out about his entire life here on earth through fellowshipping with his father. Every saint is to do the same. It is a daily walk in God's grace. A daily walk in God's grace. You can't just come into the kingdom of God and take a comfortable seat. No, it's relationship season. It's development season. We must keep on learning, keep on developing, and keep on growing in our relationship with God. The quality of our relationship with him counts, saints. The quality of our relationship with God counts. It's important, saints. It's not just one more thing on your list of things to do. It's very important. Jesus grew in relationship with God, who is his father, and who dwelt in him. Saints, he dwells in you too. That's right. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 29. John, the Gospel of John, 7, verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 29. But I know him. Jesus said, but I know him, Jesus said. He didn't say I'm acquainted with him. He said, I know him, for I am from him, and he has sent me. That sounds like he spent a lot of time developing his relationship with the Father. Jesus lived in the awareness that God was always with him. Always, 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 always. The psalmist said, though I make my bed in hell, still thou art there. 
You go to do something wrong, God is still right there. You see, some saints have accepted these words, but you are yet to possess their fullness in your own soul. You accepted these words. Okay, God is always with me. But that's a world of difference from living that truth out of your out of your innermost being every moment of life. There's more knowing him to develop in, saints. Keep going. Keep going. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 16. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 16. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 16. Jesus says, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone. For I am not alone. For I am not alone. But I am the Father that sent me. I'm not alone. The Father's here with me. I'm not alone. Let's go to verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. He's with me. Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Can you say that? Can any of us say that? The Father hath not left me alone, Jesus said. Jesus knew that he was not alone. But some of you still do not. You jump into fear and panic and anxiety so fast that it's not funny. You don't really know it yet. But Jesus knew that he was not alone. See, there's depth of knowing. And you need to go further. We all do. The Gospel of John, chapter 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father. That's called intimacy. Close. As the Father knoweth me, 
Even so, I know the Father. We're not there yet, saints. We've got to keep going. Go to verse 30. John chapter 10, verse 30. John chapter 10, verse 30. I and my Father are one. There's some married couples that's been married over 50 years, and they're still trying to say it, but it's still not a a reality for them yet. They're saying it, but they haven't made it there. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. There's no separation, no division, no contradiction. That's unity. That's true unity. We're not there yet, saints. But we need to be there. Go down to verse 38. John chapter 10, verse 38. But if I do, Jesus speaking, though ye believe me not, believe the work that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. The Father is in me and I in him. The Father is in me and I in him. Jesus had oneness with the Father, and he really knew it. It was this union, this unified relationship with God that enabled Jesus to do the works he had been sent to do. Jesus drew strength from and depended upon his Father. Jesus drew strength from and depended upon his Father. The Gospel of John, great, verse 28. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Amen? Think about that for a minute. We're not there yet. We ought to be, but for some reason, most of us are not. Well, that means there's room for growth and change. Amen? 
Amen? That means there's room for growth and change. John chapter 15, verse 4. John chapter 15, verse 4. The Gospel of John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. Saints, we must learn to do this as well. But you can't do this by constantly depending on self and the flesh. Can't do this by constantly depending on self and the flesh. This week, spend some time thinking about this father-son relationship. Think about what we've talked about. Because every saint is to have this same relationship with the Father. So, yes, there is room to grow and room to develop in his love. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in Heavenly places with Christ Jesus our Lord, far above all those principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We thank you for this blessed relationship that we have entered into with you through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. We thank you for him making a way. We honor you. And we ask you to bless this season of seeking you. As we come before you, Lord, and we bring our cry before you on a daily basis, and we humble ourselves, and we open our hearts and our minds and our spirits and our souls to you. We ask for this oneness that we have learned about tonight. We ask that you show us ways and places where we need to grow, to develop, to learn, to unlearn, and to mature in our relationship with you. We're all at different places, Lord, and you know where we are. But we thank you for your compassion your graciousness, and your love for us. You are drawing us to yourself. And we ask that you bless this season, Lord, this time set aside to spend with you, pulling away from the things of the world and devoting ourselves to to spending time with you, your word, and developing in this relationship. 
We honor you. This just isn't something we do. This is an avenue for holiness. It's an avenue for righteousness. And it's mostly an avenue of love. Thank you, Lord. We ask for abundant grace. As the enemy will attempt to distract us and to thwart us, and to hinder us. But we take authority, dominion, and power over him in the name of Jesus Christ, and he is bound. He and all of his underlings are bound. And we are free to seek your faith. We are free to seek your faith. Draw us close to you, Father. Draw us closer still. Teach us what it really does mean to love you and to serve you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Bill. Thank you, Pastor. We have some wonderful praise reports. Let's get to them. Marcelina's praise report is, I asked Pastor Sabrina to pray for L.L.'s son, Leland, during my visit at the local church. As baby Leland conveyed all things babies do, babbles, say mama, dada, put such things in their mouth, et cetera. I noticed as he got older, he no longer said mama and dada, only made sounds. He would not eat from using you, from eating utensils, nor would he look you in the face. This was strange for which I pondered his behavior within myself. His grandmother started stated he's showing signs of autism. However, I asked Pastor Sabrina to pray for him. As she prayed, the Lord revealed It was witchcraft in which it was broken by the Spirit of the Lord gave Pastor utterance. Praise the Lord. Leland spent the weekend with his grandmother, and he... She shared with me he did things that he normally wouldn't do, such as explore things in his surrounding, opening kitchen cabinets, walking in her bedroom shoes, turning on bathroom faucets, trying to wash his hands, etc. I explained to my sister that witchcraft was broken, and that is the little things conveying signs of his deliverance. And there's more to come. I'm excited, and I give you all the praise and glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Victory belongs to Jesus. What a wonderful praise report. Maxine has a praise report. I thank God, the Lord, for paying my granddaughter's student loan with a high interest rate of 16%. My husband and I wanted to help my grandmother pay up granddaughter pay off her student loan so we decided to consolidate the loan and get a lower interest rate we went to the bank and they offered us a nine percent interest rate god closed the door we decided to secure the loan at our bank and they offered us a five and a half percent interest rate we thank god for his goodness and his faithfulness thank you father god for giving us a five and a half percent loan and blocking the other loan thank you lord thank you lord for we are so grateful to you lord tammy has a praise report 
My blood pressure was a bit high. I was allowing stress to affect me. The doctor prescribed blood pressure medication that made me feel terrible taking authority over stress and asked God for wisdom in my diet and appropriate supplements to take. In a day or so, my blood pressure returned to normal and oftentimes better than normal. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that. James has a praise report. Thank you for making intercession on the behalf of our mother. She's out of the hospital and on her way home. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that praise report. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Deborah L. has a praise report. There's been years of prayers finally answered. The empty land surrounding one of the properties has been filled with homeless, drugs, garbage, fires, and all sorts of nasty things. The developers are starting to build next week. That means my property will be totally fenced off to the homeless except one road in, one and out. I've been praying with my neighbor about this for five years for the Lord to clear them out, and now it's permanent. Praise you, Lord. Finally, Lord, I'm looking forward to you removing all squatters and thieves from Unit 12. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, that one's coming too. Praise you, Lord. Noel has a praise report since June. My husband was going about an important responsibility according to his own understanding and experience. Today he met with me, and together we discern God's way to approach the task. I'm very grateful and anticipating an easy success. AK has a praise report. Thank God for giving me an extremely patient and helpful mother. Wow. That's awesome to hear a child say that. Just wow. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Lena has a praise report. When I'm thinking about what happened recently in my life, God healed me from a brain bleed and a stroke, snatched me out of the fires when the place I slept in burned down. That's God's miraculous power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The more I praise the Lord and give glory to God by sharing my testimonies, what God loves for me, the devils just don't like it. And he's been using people against me for no reason because of their unbelief, and they deny the power of the God, and I just show them love. We give you all the praise and the glory, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Praise you for that. Noel has a praise report. I was walking with AK, had a track in my pocket, which the Holy Spirit indicated I should take with me. I saw a young man, and everything about him gave me the impression I shouldn't engage him. But as I passed him, I found myself greeting him while trying to defer to the Holy Spirit against my own judgment. I called after him as he walked away and asked if I could give him something. He brushed me off, but he told me to wait, that maybe his mom was interested in whatever I had. He was going to get to get her, and I decided I should leave, but God told me to wait. So times, according to my understanding, I shouldn't have engaged these people, but God had a plan. The mom came out 
and she wanted nothing of the track. She was firmly a French Catholic and content praying to the Virgin Mary and following her own way. I tried showing her the way of the book, but where salvation is explained, and she shut me down. I was slightly offended, but I didn't debate. There was an attack against my head right afterwards, and AK started quarreling with me out of fear. But I did my warfare, and uh, and nothing moved me. God gave me an experience of being rejected and sharing the gospel. It was good. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Yes, we all have to grow thick skin. Thank you, Lord, for that. Chris has a praise report. Each time I travel, I submit a prayer request for safe traveling mercies for me and all MOM saints. Glory to God, the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord for safe travel mercies. This past weekend, I drove 400 miles round trip. And while preparing to drive to my uncle's memorial service this weekend, I had checked my tires. I was told they were unsafe to make a 650-round trip, and I shouldn't be driving on them. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for keeping me safe during my first round trip. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and glory for that. And Noel has another praise report. I was concerned about an old feeling in my armpit, which I couldn't pin down. Also, breast tenderness. I wrote pastor repenting of my sins against women and persons with cancer, myself and more. I told God that if he wanted me to be tested, to have pastor say so. In her reply, pastor told me to get a mammogram. I have not maintained relationships with doctors or followed the mainstream recommendations for checkups, screenings, etc. It wasn't my preference to deal with the medical community or be checked out, but I obeyed. Spent much time trying to get a prescription for testing and also the appointment for tests. The amount of delay, misinformation, confusion I faced was off the charts. Satan was unable to discourage or frustrate me. I blessed a lot of people over the phone. Holy Ghost even had me pray for an operator in need who was very receptive to him. Finally, I went for the test this morning. There was another mix-up with the prescription. With the, the receptionist was gruff, even pulling the clipboard from me that I filled out on the intake form. There were countless things my flesh would have been put off by. As I waited, thanking Jesus, I realized that I had no fear. In the past, I would have left that office without getting tested. Jesus was with me the whole time, and through binding and loosening, I changed the moods of three workers with whom I needed to interact. I evangelized getting the ultrasound. I had God's favor in everything. To my surprise, there was a doctor there to interpret the results. The report was excellent and perfect. I know that God, that my life is in God's hands and that he only wants me to be healthy as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I didn't know what I was going to have to walk through. I just knew that I was willing Praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that. Now, Amy Miller has a praise report. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and grace over the matter regarding my son's employment, saints. God has been very gracious 
in giving labor to my son who continually is sabotaging his jobs. Throughout this ordeal, it's been giving me practice on my faith, trust, and getting rid of work. I'm not saying I've arrived. No, I'm just saying to be faithful and binding and casting down thoughts and imaginations as pastor has diligently taught us. I believe this is the fifth or sixth time he got fired, but I just went straight to it. When he told me this was past Wednesday that he was fired, I told him why he can't lose good, he can't choose good, is because he has not acknowledged God and seeks God that he should choose right when he is wrong. So I planted a seed, and God prayed, would water it and find the thief from stealing his conviction. He normally would shut me down immediately, but this time he listened. So I prayed for conviction to be watered and seed to grow. I cast all my cares to God during the weekend. His boss called him to work on Monday. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Daryl says, praise you, thank you, Father, for blessing me with overtime. Jesus has increased, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Luke 2.52 sounds like one we just heard earlier. Praise God. Nina has a praise report. Someone's car hit my job, hit my dog. Someone's car at my daughter's job hit my car, causing minor damages. My daughter called me. She explained what happened to me. I'm grateful I was able to keep my calm and not allowing anger to take over our conversation. Wow. Her coworker ensured me that she would take care of it. My daughter explained to me how fearful her co-worker was. We both ended up assuring her that it was going to be okay. My family and I prayed with the situation and for my daughter's co-worker. A week later, she found someone to fix it, and they only charged $100. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Joanne has a praise report. Hurricane Hillary didn't have much impact here. I'm at where I'm at. Neither did the earthquake, lots of rain, but it wasn't a hurricane when it hit here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory. These are wonderful praise reports. We have many more. We'll get to them later. Now, i turn this over to you, Pastor Spree. These are wonderful. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. These are awesome praise reports. The saints are growing. Praise yes, you, Lord. they Amen. You know, Father, I just have to thank you for the saints. They're doing what we teach them to do. I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. It's one of the things that brings me joy to hear your testimonies and know that you're growing and that you're learning and that you're gaining confidence and that your faith is stronger than before. Amen. Congratulations. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Congratulations, saints. Ah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm not going to sit here and gush all night. I'll finish gushing when the broadcast is over. (laughs) I want to thank the Lord for a particular blessing that he gave me. There was a, a circumstance in my life for many years that I couldn't do anything about because I didn't have the finances to do anything about it. And recently, the Lord has blessed me with a gift and a giver, a loving, cheerful giver. And I was very surprised. I was outright shocked and blown away. But you know, when God moves, it's right. It's right. When God moves, it's right. So I bless the name of Jesus, and I bless the giver and the gift. And I am extremely humbled and grateful for the love that's being expressed to me from the Lord through a loving person. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, let me tell you, saints, it's nothing like the love of God. There's no comparison anywhere. So, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. A bipartisan group of senators has written a letter to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, FTC, asking for an investigation into YouTube's alleged collection and use of children's data. We write following recent reporting that reveals YouTube and Google may have violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, COPA, and their own policies by tracking and targeting kids without parental notice and consent. The August 17th letter from Senators Ed Markey and Marsha Blackburn said, YouTube may also have violated its 2019 consent decree with the FTC by showing targeted ads on videos aimed at kids. The letter stating, stated citing research from an ad quality and transparency platform, Adalytics, In September 2019, the FTC and the state of New York sued YouTube for collecting the personal information of children without parental consent. Google, which owns YouTube, paid $170 million to settle the issue. Well, I wonder where they got all that money from. The company's settlement with FTC prohibits Google and YouTube from violating the COPA rule and requires them to obtain parental consent before collecting the personal information of children. Targeted advertising. Whoops. All right, let's get this together here. Targeted, where'd it go? It disappeared. Targeted advertising can manipulate children. 
and companies routinely use personal information to pressure young people to spend more time on their platforms, which can have many negative impacts. However, these policies are only helpful if and he's abide by them, the letter said. Minor directed videos on YouTube are flooded with advertisements that when clicked, collect data that is immediately shared with an unknown number of data brokers and companies, all without parental consent, the senators wrote. According to analytics to the analytics report, Google collects information about children when an ad is clicked without parental consent. YouTube channels popular with kids were seen to produce the most clicks for some of the personalized campaigns on the platform. YouTube may still be using audience identifiers to target advertisements on kid-directed content, something that, if true, would directly violate YouTube's policies. This behavior by YouTube and Google is estimated to have impacted hundreds of thousands to potentially millions of children across the United States, the letter said. The senators asked the FTC to use its authority under COPA to investigate YouTube and Google. In case violations are found, the senators asked the agency to take strong and swift steps to ensure that YouTube stops collecting data from users under the age of 13 and deletes all data the platform has already collected from such users, prevent YouTube and Google from monetizing such data. YouTube and Google cannot continue treating young people's data as an unprotected commodity from which to profit with abandon. Ah, that profit with abandon thing. Mammon's in the the works. Not only must the FTC act, but Congress must also pass legislation to protect young people's privacy online and finally ban targeted advertising to kids and teens, the letter said. The analytics report released Thursday found that YouTube was serving ads from many Fortune 500 advertisers on YouTube channels made for kids. This includes brands like Samsung, Ford, Mars, and others. Dozens of major ad tech and data broker companies are receiving data from viewers of made-for-kids YouTube videos who clicked on an ad. These include several companies who paid penalties for for COPA-related enforcement, such as Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and OpenX, the report stated. Foreign-owned companies, such as TikTok, are also receiving metadata from viewers of made-for-kids content from advertisers' websites. Many advertisers reported that they do not want their ads served on kids' videos per the report. However, Google software controls were deemed to make it difficult for advertisers to completely avoid such videos. Ruben, whatever his last name is, the chief strategy officer of advertising auditing from Ubiquity called the alleged shortcoming of YouTube concerning. Advertisers rely on the efficacy of the tools and systems operated by Google to help them prevent inadvertent misuse of data and or targeting of children in their advertising campaigns on YouTube, he said. In many ad categories, advertisers were even bound by regulations 
with severe penalties and reputational risks in case of noncompliance, such as the advertisers of products in the alcoholic beverages or sugary product category. He pointed out, Christopher Lawton, communications manager for YouTube ads, wrote, this is the second time in recent weeks that Analytics has published a deeply flawed and misleading report. Personalized advertising has never been allowed on YouTube Kids. And in January 2020, we expanded this to anyone watching made-for-kids content on YouTube, regardless of their age. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't appreciate that, Lord. Satan, you're going to get it. You should leave me alone when I'm doing this. Because you know what I'm going to do about it. And you're not going to like it. Mr. Lawton stressed that the report lacks evidence and draws uninformed conclusions based solely on the presence of cookies used for fraud detection and frequently capped, both of which are permitted under COPA. The portions of this report that were shared with us didn't identify a single example of these policies being violated, he said. He pointed to guidelines that stated you must be at least 13 years old to use YouTube or a parent or legal guardian must enable it for you. Accounts belonging to people under 13 without parent supervision are terminated when discovered. We provide YouTube kids for children under 13 and supervise experiences to parents of tweens. Regarding content coming under Made for Kids, Google limits data collection and use. We restrict or disable some product features. For example, we do not serve personalized ads on this content, Mr. Lawton said. YouTube has been previously accused of collecting data on children. In March, Britain's Information Commissioner's Office said that it would investigate a complaint using the platform of collecting such data. The complaint insisted that YouTube was gathering the location, viewing habits, and preferences of up to 5 million kids, according to Reuters. It's a massive, unlicensed social experiment on our children with uncertain consequences, said Duggan McCann, who lodged the complaint. He called for YouTube to delete the data it's been collecting. In 2019, a New York Times article reported that YouTube's algorithm was collecting videos of sometimes partially clothed children and placing them in a huge repository. The videos were then recommended to adults who viewed sexually oriented content on the platform. May this year, Senator Markey and Bill Cassidy introduced the Children's and Teens Online Privacy Protection Act, COPA 2.0, which aims to update online data privacy rules to protect children and teenagers on the Internet. Experts note that by amassing troves of data about children and teens, powerful online platforms are able to employ sophisticated amplification and recommendation systems that promote harmful content to young users and keep them glued to their screens. A May 3rd press release from Mr. Markey said, personal information about young people is the input that apps and websites use to grab young people's attention so that the platforms can increase advertising revenue at the expense of minors' well-being, he wrote. The bill would prohibit Internet firms from collecting 
personal information of individuals without their consent if the users are between 13 and 16 years of age. It would also ban targeted advertising to children and teenagers. All right. Well, I'll be darned, Lord. Did you just see that? Okay. Hallelujah. Let's go back over here. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll be darned, Jesus. Okay. Well, Saints, we have a little problem here. Okay, let me see here. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a little better. Brother Bill, did you get all the adjudications? Because this thing might not have sent them all to you. It's been giving me troubles all day, so just tell me. Yes or no? I need to know. Amen. Amen. Yes, you got all of them? Okay. All right. We... Okay, we are requesting, that's the right one, adjudications from the righteous judge concerning in partnership with the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, giant tech Google is rolling out a new censorship scheme that aims to stop all free speech everywhere in the world. Latoya Drake, Google's news lab head, revealed that her corporate employer's new fact-check tool apparatus is all about improving information quality. Its stated purpose, according to one outside observer, is to eliminate dissent on any topic Google selects. The Google News Lab itself, which we now know is simply a purveyor of fake news, describes itself as a team within the Google News Initiative, GNI, whose mission is to collaborate with journalists to fight misinformation. GNI, in case you are unfamiliar with it, is a Google program that works with publishers and journalists to fight misinformation. In other words, it is Google's corporate censorship division. Drake pushes so-called fact-checkers and approved journalists to utilize digital tools from Google-like Data Commons, which is specifically designed for fake news publishers to verify the authenticity and accuracy of what gets reported as news. There are four main areas of concern where Google is devoted most of its censorship efforts. Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19 statistics, the World Bank, the FBI's crime statistics, global warming statistics provided by the World Health Organization and the UN. Concerning concerning COVID, Google wants to keep a lid on all skepticism 
and information that might deter people from believing that the pandemic is real or deter them from getting vaccinated with one of those vaccines released through Operation Warp Speed. Uh-huh. Okay. The World Bank is a swamp central in terms of being a globalist-controlled financial behemoth that steers world affairs. So all information about this entity controlled and sanitized to prevent the truth from ever escaping. The Federal Bureau of Investigation tracks data on crime, including murder, that overwhelmingly points to blacks being the worst offenders in numerous categories. The Google does not want people learning this. And finally, anything pertaining to climate change or global warming must align with the official narrative or else it will not pass the fact-checking process that Google has constructed. This new scheme from Google is the product of a multi-year plan outlined in the UN's Global Digital Compact, which exists to shut down all narratives that are not approved by the globalists. Core to our mission is providing trustworthy content and opportunities for free expression across our platforms. We're limiting the reach of misinformation, disinformation, violent extremism, and other harmful content, explained UN Secretary General, General Antonio Guterres about the content responsibility section that Google is relying on to censor. These are easy issues, which is why we support collaborative efforts that enable companies like Google to continue the work we are already doing to develop clear and transparent policies and enforce them without regard to political party or point of view. Lord, some people's lives really do stink badly. We work to raise up authoritative sources and reduce the spread of harmful content in recommendations and elsewhere. Google also has what is known as a jigsaw team that is launching new censorship initiatives like information pre-bunking, which aims to stop the spread of potentially viral misinformation content before it even gets the chance to take off and circulate. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. In Jesus' name, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the American economy is in an absolute shambles, especially for working men and women. And the Biden regime's number one priority is to create new housing and entire cities for illegal migrants to live after they unlawfully cross the southern border. According to reports, President Biden is asking Congress to approve a temporary new housing program for illegal aliens that will cost American taxpayers about about around $40 billion in emergency funding. Biden apparently does not approve of the current living conditions for migrants who are captured as they attempt to illegally rush through the southern border, so he wants to spend billions of your hard-earned dollars to give them new luxury living accommodation the veterans out of the hotel. The $40 billion 
$5 proposed welfare check includes nearly $2.7 billion for the Department of Homeland Security to create illegal migrant cities that allow illegals to come and go as they please during the day. The only stipulation being that they must check in and stay the night on campus. We do not view this as family detention, an official from DHS told the media about Biden's proposed new migrant facilities. The Biden regime claims that these new facilities will allow the government to more easily keep track of migrants as they bore through the asylum process. They will also ease the burden on local homeless and other types of shelters that American citizens need for refuge. Oh, you can go to the shelter, but they're going to make them new houses. Okay, we see how this is going. DHS also wants Congress to grant the agency permission to find for-profit contractors and non-governmental organizations grantees that will be tasked with running the asylum facilities on behalf of the government. On behalf of our money? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. If the proposal is approved by Congress, it will help meet the court-ordered requirements for special facilities to house illegal migrant children. It remains unclear, though, whether the new housing in cities for illegals would have to release individual families in less than 21 days. Government officials claim they will be able to process illegal migrant families through the facilities within three weeks, thanks to new government efforts to expedite the asylum process. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is also rapidly expanding a program that will allow the agencies to more speedily deport migrant families that illegally cross the border and do not qualify for asylum. That program utilizes special GPS monitoring and a home curfew requirements as enforcement. While in time while in times past it was mostly single adults primarily from Mexico who tried to enter the United States illegally, there has been a surge in more recent years of entire families from countries like Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador that comprise a bulk of those individuals caught by Border Patrol. This new demographic of invaders has prompted the Biden regime to propose new solutions, especially seeing how it quietly ended the detention of migrant families in 2021 while everyone was distracted by the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. While President Donald Trump was famously blasted by the media and the establishment at large for separating these migrant families at the border, placing parents and adults in one area and children in another, Biden's plan is different in that he wants to create lavish new accommodations for these migrant families together on the taxpayer dime. Right, because we don't have quarters anymore. In addition, courts have put guardrails around how minors can be detained even with their parents, forcing officials to release families from detention after no more than 20 days it was further reported. Well, praise the Lord. Well, Holy Spirit, this is the end of this particular computer in me. I spent a whole day putting this stuff together, and the rest of the stuff, I can't find it. That's not going to work. That's just not going to work. So, 
We've got two of them so far, Brother Marshall. We'll go on, and the Lord will show me where the rest of them are again. I tell you, Lord, me and this particular computer are about to go in separate. In se- yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do, trash the accommodations that we're paying for. And um, the veterans are still going to be out in the cold. Amen? The veterans will still be out in the cold. So, Brother Marshall, if you don't mind, sir, if I find another one, I'll be happy to share it with you. Amen. It's time to pray. Amen. And always to pray and not to faint. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending the Holy Ghost. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans. Can we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace for all these things that Pastor Sabrina did find to pray about and to uh, bring before your throne of grace in time of need because of the blood of the covenant. Because we know we can't save ourselves. We can't even, <laughs> we can't even, at least I can't. Most people know how to turn computers off and on. For me, that's a big challenge, let alone finding anything on them. And so, Father, we ask you to keep us all safe under the blood of Jesus and secure. And all those veterans and all those that have served this nation as best they knew how because they actually thought they were fighting for freedom. Maybe they really weren't, but maybe they thought they were, Father. Father, deliver us all from all mind-blinding spirits, Father, because we know there is a, there's a war going on right now. And it's, it's a war for people's hearts and minds and souls, including not just the children that Pastor Sabrina read about on YouTube. But, Father God, you don't want one of these little ones to perish, Father. And we know there is a battle for people's hearts and minds. Are they going to believe their teacher? It says, oh, yeah it's, yeah, it's good you can get puberty blockers or whatever. Whatever the teachers want to shove down gullible young people's throats, Father God. And I met a, a lady working in a grocery store, the cash, cash register person, and she, she's teaching kindergarten this year, which is wonderful, teaching formidable young people. She seemed like a nice lady. But, Lord, we ask you that we pray for all the teachers and all those influencing the children, including all those behind YouTube and all these things Pastor Sabrina just read through and all those people at Google who want to control what people can find online. And Google, even through the different apps, what's wrong? I found one. Okay. I'm going to make it quick as I can. We are – are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, hold on. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning police officers raided Crystal Starling's New York apartment when they suspected her then-boyfriend of dealing drugs in October 2020. And while Ms. Starling was never suspected or charged with any wrongdoing, police seized $8,040 of her hard-earned cash. But because law enforcement sees this process called civil forfeiture, there were there were under no obligation to return it. And they didn't. Instead they transferred it to the Drug Enforcement Administration. It's still there. Meanwhile, Miss Starling's ex boyfriend was acquitted after a jury trial. Criminal forfeiture happens after a criminal conviction. Kirby Thomas West and Institute for Justice Attorney said. Civil 
Forfeiture, on the other hand, happens often when there's no criminal process at all. IJ is a national nonprofit public interest law firm fighting to end government abuse of power and secure constitutional rights. It considers civil forfeiture one of the greatest threats to private property rights. We are leading the charge to restore due process and respect for property rights. No one should lose his or her property without being convicted of a crime. IJ states on its website, in civil forfeiture cases, a person considered as being connected to a crime. But, Ms. West noted, it's not necessary to arrest someone for a crime or even charge them with being involved in some way for a person's property to be taken. And once someone's property is taken, they have to prove innocence instead of a prosecutor proving guilt. In the forfeiture context, your property is presumed guilty until proven innocent. So you have to prove that the innocent owner defense applies to you, Ms. West said. The innocent owner defense is when a property owner claims they were unaware of any illegal activity involving their property and that they took reasonable steps to prevent the property's misuse. More often than not, however, the seized property automatically ends up in a subset of civil forfeiture called administrative forfeiture, Ms. West said. Lawyers handle the entire process of administrative forfeiture, and the case is never brought before an Article III court, which involves a judge nominated by the president and confirmed by the U.S. Senate. The administrative process is really complicated. There's a lot of different steps, and you don't have a right to counsel, Ms. West said. So often people get confused with the administrative forfeiture process, and then the property gets taken by default, such as such was the case for Ms. Starling, who couldn't afford a lawyer and attempted to regain her property on her own. In February 2022, a district court judge ruled that Ms. Starling's money was the property of the DEA after she missed a deadline for her petition. In desperation, Ms. Starling turned to the IJ, which filed an appeal. On August the 4th, the Second Circuit, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals held that Ms. Starling's case could be heard before a judge and that she shouldn't lose her money over a single missed deadline. Today's decision will have an important consequence, consequences for civil forfeiture victims who are trying to navigate complicated forfeiture procedures, often without help from a lawyer, said IJ Senior Attorney Rob Johnson in a press release. If the government wants to take your money, they should have to prove you did something wrong, not trip you up with legal procedures, Ms. Starling said. Nobody should have to fight this hard just to keep what's theirs. Historically, civil forfeiture was used in maritime crimes and piracy as a way to punish people outside of law enforcement's jurisdiction, according to Ms. West. The people committing the crimes were far away outside of your jurisdiction across the ocean, and you can't reach out and punish them in any way. But what you could do is seize their ship, seize their vessel, and seize the proceeds of the crimes that they're committing, she said. Today, however, Ms. West said, civil forfeiture is occurring in cases where the government could have the alleged criminal appear in court, but chooses instead to claim a person's private 
property through administrative or civil forfeiture because it's easy. The U.S. Constitution guarantees the government intends to keep an individual's property via the Fifth Amendment, which, Ms. West says, makes civil forfeiture illegal. However, she said that that position is an open question still being litigated in the court. There are cases that I hope will show that a lot of the aspects of forfeiture are unconstitutional, she said. The reason the government and law enforcement agencies continue to use civil forfeiture, according to Ms. West, is because it's incredibly lucrative. Between 2000 and 2019, states and the federal government pocketed a combined total of $68.8 billion through forfeiture, according to IJ's Policing for Profit report. However, it adds, because not all states provided full data, this figure drastically underestimates forfeiture's true scope. IJ's report is the only comprehensive study that examples, examines civil forfeiture in all 50 states and federally. IJ released its first report in 2010 and publishes a new one every five years. Law enforcement agencies react to incentives just like everybody else does, Ms. West said. They get to keep the proceeds of forfeitures, and there are often very few limits on what they can do with it. For example, Ms. West said, law enforcement purchased a $70,000 muscle car with its forfeiture fund in Georgia and in New York. Law enforcement spent $250,000 on travel and meals. My, those were some good stakes. There are all kinds of crazy examples of things that law enforcement has done with forfeiture funds, she said. Recognizing the possible problematic nature of civil forfeiture, Ms. West said some states have enacted legislation to help citizens. Missouri, for example, constitutional amendment that requires forfeiture funds to go directly to schools. But Ms. West said in 2019, an investigation found that only 2% of the forfeited funds in Missouri actually make it to Missouri schools. For states that have passed civil forfeiture practice reforms, law enforcement agencies can get around the constraints by participating in what's known as equitable sharing with the Department of Justice. It works by the state partnering with the DOJ through its asset forfeiture program to transfer forfeiture funds to the DOJ's asset forfeiture fund. The DOJ then uses some of those funds to deter, disrupt, and dismantle criminal enterprises by depriving criminals of the instruments of illicit activity and return some of the transferred funds to the states afterwards. Law enforcement can get back can get back up to 80% of the proceeds through equitable sharing. Then the state reforms don't apply to them because it's federal forfeiture, not state forfeiture, Ms. West explained. In 2022, states deposited almost $1.8 billion in the DOJ's forfeiture fund, according to the department's statistics. The most significant tr- contributors were California, with over $291 million, New York with over $223 million, Michigan with over $221 million, the District of Columbia with $164 million, Florida with over $146 million, and Texas with over $125 million in deposits. When contacted for comment, the Michigan State Police Department pointed out to its 2023 
asset forfeiture report, which shows that between January 1, 2022 and December 31, 2022, the department seized $10 $10 in cash and assets from drug traffickers and Asset forfeiture funds were utilized to support law enforcement by providing resources for equipment, personnel, vehicle training, and supplies. In response to a request for comment on civil forfeiture's benefits and its ability to be abused, the Dallas Police Department said via email, Chapter 59 of the Code of Criminal Procedure gives the police department the authority to seize certain property that has been used in the commission of certain felonies. After proper notice and a hearing, seized property may then be forfeited. The Dallas Police Department seizes property where probable cause exists to believe the property is contraband. Under Chapter 59, the New York Police Department said in every forfeiture matter handled by the NYPD, the defendant owner is afforded due process and a full and fair opportunity to contest the forfeiture matter in court. With respect to motor vehicles in particular, in accordance with a federal court decision in Crimstock versus Kelly, vehicle owners have the right to a prompt hearing to challenge the seizure of their vehicle and to request it to be returned to them while an action for forfeiture is pending. These hearings take place before the New York City Office of Administrative Trials and Hearings. All funds obtained through civil forfeiture settlements or judgments are deposited into the New York City General Fund. The NYPD does not currently handle this involving currency. According to the DEA, asset forfeiture is an effective way to attack the financial structure of drug trafficking and money laundering groups worldwide, from the lower courier carrying cash or drugs to the top levels of drug cartels. Forfeiture, particularly civil forfeiture, is very effective against drug crimes committed for profit. The DEA says it does this by taking the profit away from the crime, weakening criminal enterprises, punishing criminals, aiding in dismantling drug trafficking and money laundering organizations, <laughs> and removing the instrumentalities of crime, like a car or a boat used to traffic drugs. In fiscal 2022, the DEA seized over $441 million in assets and transferred over $203 million to the DOJ's forfeiture fund. Additionally, the DOJ says it uses recovered assets from forfeiture to help compensate victims. Surely you do. Such as in the case of Bernard Madoff. Through forfeiture, the U.S. government distributed over $4 billion to almost 40,000 of Mr. Madoff's victims. The DOG adds that since 2017 in the cases where the DOG DOJ has adopted asset forfeitures from the state, in 80% of seizures, there's an accompanying arrest or warrant, and 82.7% of the seized assets are illegal drugs or contraband. I wonder what they do with that. In 38.8% of cases, there's an admission of criminal activity. 80% of cash or vehicle adoptions were seized pursuant to a judicial seizure warrant and or were incident, were incident to an arrest for criminal for a criminal violation. Likewise, over 82% of cash and vehicle seizures 
also involved in the seizure of illegal drugs or other contraband. In many of these cases, the individual from whom the property was seized admitted the property was connected to criminal activity or denied ownership of the property, the DOJ states. The DOJ believes the asset forfeiture is so effective that it awarded over $6 billion in contracts to private companies for asset forfeiture investigation services. Ms. West finds those awards problematic. Everybody agrees, even the most ardent critics of civil forfeiture, that criminal forfeiture is absolutely constitutional and appropriate. If you have been convicted of a crime, yes, it's correct that, go- that government should get to keep the fruits of that crime, she said. But taking away civil forfeiture would not curb the government's ability crime if they can prove that a crime occurred, Ms. West said. That while law enforcement agencies like to argue that civil forfeiture is a way to disrupt major drug cartels, The evidence doesn't bear that out. She said from 2016 to 2019, the DOJ's median currency forfeiture amount was approximately $12,000 for the U.S. Department of the Treasury. The median amount was just over $7,000. Digging down to state-level agencies and law enforcement, IJ has stats for 20 states, and the median currency forfeiture for those states is about $1,000. When you look at how low these amounts are, the median forfeiture amounts, it's ju- it just really does not check out for law enforcement to claim that they're using forfeiture to disrupt major drug cartels and seize vast am- amounts of money from drug kingpins. It's just not supported by the data. She added that crime rates haven't increased in states like New Mexico, which abolished civil forfeiture in 2015. If it's true that forfeiture is working to deter crime, then you would expect where states limit forfeiture and where states limit forfeiture and make it harder for law enforcement to pursue forfeiture, you would see an increase in crime, she said, and that has not been borne out by the research. As for why, the DOJ awarded private companies over $6 billion to help with asset forfeiture, Ms. West said. You're seeing them spend this vast amount of money on civil forfeiture because it's much, much easier to take property through civil forfeiture than it is to prove that somebody committed a crime beyond a reasonable doubt. And it also has ad- has the added bonus of once you've done it, you get to keep the proceeds. A case in Nevada is one example, Ms. West said. Uh, Stephen Laura, a Marine who served tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, was stopped by Nevada Highway Patrol in 2021. Distrustful of the government after his service, Mr. Laura traveled with his life savings in the trunk of his car. When he was stopped in 2021 by the Nevada Highway Patrol, he was asked if he had any cash, and he told the officers, yes, I have my life savings in the trunk of my car. I also have these bank receipts to show withdrawals, and this is legit, and he showed them. Ms. Witt said they had no reason to think that he had done anything wrong. There were no drugs. There was no suspicion that he had drugs. He was totally respectful to law enforcement officers, as you'd expect from a veteran. Everything was above board. They, we have dash cam and body cam footage that shows the interactions with the officers were totally respectful. The amount Mr. Lara was traveling with was just under $87,000. And despite the absence of a crime, the officers confiscated Mr. Laurel's money, 
and turned it over to the DEA under civil forfeiture. Mr. Laurel turned to IJ. We sued on Stephen's behalf, and they ultimately turned his money back over to him, Ms. Wiz said. Once we get involved and file a lawsuit, the government will return the money, which is great for our client, but what they're trying to do is to moot our case so that we can't get a judicial decision that says this was wrong and prevent them from doing it to other people. Now I'm going to stop at this moment and say something. Many years ago, there was a real bad hurricane in South Florida. And people from the north whose relatives lived in that area came down to Florida bringing cash because it was a real bad hurricane, bringing cash. And as they entered into Volusia County, they were stopped by law enforcement. They didn't have any business stopping people. They didn't have anything to do with it. And they stole, S-T-O-L-E, because that's what that is. They stole those people's cash and would not return it. So not only are their relatives and family members without any finances and any aid of, of any kind, they stole these people's money that came from the North bringing funds to their relatives. Well, how do I know about that? Because 60 Minutes did a portion on it. That's how I know. And I've remembered it all these years because I thought that was one of the most horrible things I'd ever seen. Law enforcement has not been engaged by Jesus Christ to be thieves of the people. And for that reason, it's being brought before the righteous judge for his adjudication. Because the thief is getting away with much too much. So... The vast majority of forfeitures done under federal law are civil in nature. From 2000 to 2019, 84% of all forfeitures done by DOJ agencies were civil forfeitures, while 98% of forfeitures done by Treasury agencies were civil forfeitures, she said. She also testified in support of the Fifth Amendment Integrity Restoration Act, or FAIR Act, which reintroduced, which was reintroduced by representatives Raskin and Wahlberg in the House. It's been far too easy for the government to seize a private citizen's property in some cases without criminal charges being brought, said Representative Wahlberg in a press release. Senator Rand Paul reintroduced companion legislation in the Senate. The federal government has made it far too easy for government agencies to take and profit from the property of those who have not been convicted of a crime, Mr. Paul said in a press release. The FAIR Act will protect Americans' Fifth Amendment rights from being infringed upon by ensuring that government agencies no longer profit from taking property of U.S. citizens without due process. It guards against abuse while maintaining the ability of courts to order the surrender of proceeds of crime. The measure received widespread bar bipartisan support and passed out of the Judiciary Subcommittee 26 to 0 and into committee consideration on June 14th. If passed, among other provisions, the FAIR Act will restore the integrity of the Fifth Amendment, end equitable sharing, and change the burden of proof so that the federal government has to present clear and convincing evidence, evidence if it wants to retain assets. 
a significant step up from the current preponderance of the evidence, which requires the government to show that their claim is likely true. Ms. West said the most crucial aspect of the FAIR Act is that it would address the profit incentives of forfeitures. When an agency uses forfeiture, they keep that money within the agency. But under the FAIR Act, any time forfeiture happens, the proceeds would go to a general fund rather than individual agencies. Thank you, Lord, for your adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the Biden administration has restored more stringent Obama-era offshore drilling rules that the Trump administration rolled back after the oil and gas industry said the rules would hamper future development and production. The Interior Department announced on August 22nd that it has finalized a well-control rule that says that that it says will enhance worker safety and ensure offshore oil and gas operations are conducted to the highest oversight and safety standards. Deb Halen, the Interior Secretary, and Kevin Sly, the Director of the Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement, said in a joint statement that the new rules were informed in part by lessons from the Deepwater Horizon incident in 2010 in which BP condo well blowout killed 11 workers and cost billions of dollars for Gulf Coast restoration. Finalizing this rule will enable the Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement to continue to put the lives and livelihoods of workers first, as well as the protection of our waters and marine habitats, Mr. Sly said. The new rule brings back the vast majority of the Obama era protections, including real-time drill, drilling monitoring and more stringent safety requirements for blowout preventer systems, which is a final barrier to loss of well control as it keeps pressurized oil and gas from bursting out. A BOP failure was a key factor in the Deepwater Horizon incident, according to a report from the U.S. Chemical Safety and Hazard Investigation Board into the causes of what was one of the worst environmental disasters in U.S. history. Under the new rule, BOPs must now allow seal wells under maximum pressure and failures, and failures must be reported to both a designated third party and BSEE. Also, operators must share BOP test results with the BSEE within 72 hours, if they're absent during testing, investigations after incidents must start within 90 days and independent third-party qualifications are required for permit applications. Additionally, the new rule requires emergency safety devices to be certified by third parties and real-time monitoring drilling operations is required. The rule strengthens testing and performance requirements for blowout preventers as well as and other well-controlled equipment provides for timely and robust analysis and investigations into failures and clarifies reporting requirements to ensure we have appropriate visibility over information and data critical to maintaining well integrity, Mr. Sly said. The American Petroleum Institute, a major U.S. oil and gas lobby, reacted to the announcement by decrying the rulemaking process as politically driven and failing to improve worker safety and protect the environment in a meaningful way. 
Regulatory clarity is critical for ensuring compliance and establishing safe operations, but this rule continues the rampant politicization, never mind, of the rulemaking process and represents another policy swing from administration to administration, resulting in a policy that fails to meaningfully improve the safety of workers or protect the environment. API Vice President of Upstream Policy, Holly Hopkins, said in a statement, Ms. Hopkins added that the API would continue to work with policymakers to advance regulations that help to improve worker safety, allow for flexibility of innovation, and protect the environment while strengthening U.S. energy security. The API was part of a coalition that included the International Association of Drilling Contractors, the Independent Petroleum Association of America, and the National Ocean Industries Association that wrote a letter to the Interior Department. In response to what was then a notice of proposed rulemaking published in the Federal Register on September 14th last year, the letter said that the new rules would impose unreasonable and economically infeasible burdens on energy development efforts without a measurable safety benefit while imposing compliance costs of around 200 million over a 10-year period. The group said some of the proposals in the new rule could be so consequential as to render some leases economically unviable. The Center for Biological Diversity expressed its opposition to the Trump-era rollback of the rule in 2019. We can't let the Trump administration make dirty offshore drilling even more dangerous, Kristen Monsell, a senior attorney for the Center of Biological Diversity, said in a statement at the time. By ignoring the lessons of Deepwater Horizon disaster, Trump is making the next, next catastrophic oil spill far more likely. She continued, rolling back safety standards while trying to aggressively expand offshore drilling just boggles the mind. The Centers for Biological Diversity was really <laughs> was part of a coalition that filed a lawsuit to block the Trump administration's rollback of offshore drilling regulations. Ultimately, the rule that was adopted under President Donald Trump's term included reducing the frequency of tests to blowout preventers and letting drillers use third-party companies rather than government inspectors to check equipment, incorporating the best available science, best practices, and technological innovations of the past decade. The rule eliminates unnecessary regulatory burdens while maintaining seven safety, and environmental protection offshore. And you may read the rest of it because it became very political. And we'll do the one on the U.S., the U.N., and the World Bank next time. All right, Brother Marshall, it's all yours. First and foremost, Father God, we come before your throne of grace to repent for our sins and the sins of our ancestors, for entertaining any and all spirits of idolatry, including selfishness, and thinking it's all about us. We're created by you and for you and for your good pleasure. We repent, renounce for generational spirits of mammon and greed and corruption and love of this present world and murmuring and complaining because you tell us in the New Testament, in Philippians 2.14, do all things without murmurings and disputings. And we know you don't like murmurings and disputings. 
No, you really don't. You made it abundantly, abundantly, abundantly clear, Father. Even in, where is that? I think it's the beginning of Numbers chapter 11. It says, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were the uttermost parts of the camp. We don't want to be the uttermost parts of the camp. We want to be really close to your heart, Heavenly Father, drawing close to Jesus because we're made nigh by the blood. Because even while we were sinners and only idolaters and thinking about ourselves, that's Satan's number one favorite idol is selfishness, is self. It's my money, it's my life. No, none of it's ours. Our breath is not ours. You gave us that, too. <laughs> you gave us the sun and the moon, too. We don't own the sun. We don't own the moon. We don't own our bodies. It all belongs to you, Lord. And I take responsibility and repent for entertaining any spirits of murmuring and complaining and rambling on and on, too. Because you already know the end from the, from the beginning. And you showed us your heart in this matter, Father God. Jesus says in John 10:10, 10, 10, he says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. And we want that abundant life, but the real life, the abundant life, is being connected to Jesus. As Patrick Greener was sharing earlier, being connected with the one who loves us perfectly. Because when we draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to us. And he'll take care of all of our needs so we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. And you told us, Father, in Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, be careful for nothing. Not supposed to be anxious, biting our nails. Be careful for nothing. But in every, Thank you for giving us nails to bite <laughs> and use them for other things too. Teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight the way you want, Lord. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Oh, we thank you, Father. We can come before your throne of grace. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. Oh, Sabrina was talking about that earlier, too. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. No, we can't figure it out. I certainly can't. So keep your what? Your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So thank you, Lord. Help us all to keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Think about the things you want us to think about, like you tell us in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true. It says in John uh, three thirty three, he's received his testimony, has set to his seal that God is true. Jesus came to bear testimony as a father. He says, the, the, he, he says God is true. And Pharaoh said, what is truth? He didn't know what truth was over in John 18. He had no idea what it was. But, Father, you show us your heart, even when, when Esther was challenged. Because they came to kill all of her people. They had a plan. Oh, yes, the people said, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, there was this guy who didn't like her uncle at all. And he found out he was Jewish and decided to kill all the Jewish people. Well, what a great idea. I'll bump off this, this Mordecai, too, because he wouldn't bow down and lick my, lick my sandals or whatever, kick, kick, kiss my whatever. So, Father God, but but you gave that Esther that opportunity because she was here for such a time as this. And each and every one of us are here for such a time as this to make sure we have repented, renounced all those generational iniquities, spirits of which have been, at least in my life, a whole bunch of them and a whole bunch of personal sins. Mm. 
had a family member said she was was frustrated with another family member for being frustrated. <laughs> I said, I can relate. I really understand. And Jesus really understands. You think, he came into his own and his own received him not, it says, in the beginning of the Gospel of John. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. We can drink into one spirit with you, Lord. We can return away from the old man and turn to you. We can fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, and not spend time looking at what the devil's trying to do with what they're trying to do to the children, not just on YouTube. That's not just not what they're trying to do with just Google, and that's just the big children and the little children trying to control what they can hear about and find out about. That's why there are a few Internet TV sites that get a little bit of the truth out there. There's some people who think they're telling the truth, and there's some people who claim to be really great Christians, but some of them are into martial arts and a few other things. And, that, you know, they're, they're, it's all vanity. None of us have it all. I, I'm sorry, I don't have it all figured out yet, but Jesus does. He is the, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Jesus, we're all going to have to bow before your throne of grace and give an account to what we did with the kind you gave us here. Well, Esther did a great job, and, and she came before her husband's throne, and she knew the risk that she was facing because they made it really, really clear. And, the, and it says in Esther, where is that, 4.11, and the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, anybody, even the, even the queen, whether man or woman, that cometh unto the king into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law to put him to death, except such as to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But Esther said, but I have not been called to the king for these 30 days. But she fasted and prayed with all those, and with her uncle and all those, and Shushan, the wherever the, the, the capital of that of that province that was the, the ruling thing at the time. And it was so in Esther 5, 2. It was so when the king saw Esther the queen, and we're supposed to be the bride of Christ, men and women, we're all supposed to be the bride of Christ, putting on Christ, the garment of salvation. And Esther the queen, standing in the court, she obtained favor in his sight. We all need that grace of God. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter, you know, like a little piece of matzah, a little golden wafer of the wheat, golden scepter. Jesus is the, what is that term? The staff of life. He is the staff of life. He is that staff of life. He, he, he has the scepter, the ruling authority. Held out the queen, the golden scepter that was in his hand. And so Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. And then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? Are we ready to answer King Jesus when he asks us, What wilt thou, Queen? <laughs> Lina, Queen, Maxine, Queen, Trish, Queen, whoever, we're all supposed to be his queen. Yeah, even Brother Bill and I are supposed to be not like gay queens, just part of the bride of Christ. And she answered, If it seemed good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet. So Lord, grant us all be wise to serve and harmless as doves. You told her what to do. She didn't eat or drink for three days, and she was probably pretty hungry. She got all dressed up in her royal apparel, and we need to keep on our wedding garment because we're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ before we know it. Blink of an eye could happen tonight. 
could happen before daybreak. Could happen wherever any of us are. Some of you maybe in another time zone, maybe the sun's already coming up where you are. I don't know. And by the time you listen to this, if it's recast later. So, Father, we thank you, Father, that we can come before your throne of grace in time of need with our big brother Jesus. With thanksgiving that Jesus is ever living to make intercession for each and every one of us. We certainly don't. I don't deserve it. But it's because he shed his blood, because he gives us his abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, that we can come before your throne of grace. And we ask you, Father, to have mercy on the children, all the children, not just those that are subjected to the nonsense on YouTube, all those in the public schools, all those in every nation, Father God, all, not just in Ukraine, every nation, the people in Africa, in the different nations, Father God, many people really hungry. They don't have enough physical food, let alone finding out what's true on the Internet. You might not have a computer. You might not have electricity. Some people might be blessed not having electricity. The uh, Pennsylvania Dutch have been blessed. Uh, because they they could vote and actually have their vote count. They can have it written on a ballot. But then they wanted to incorporate it in all this other nonsense. Father God, we ask you to deliver from every one of these spirits trying to steal, kill, and or destroy. Satan, you the mind blinder. You the stealer. You the corrupt one are bound. You the one who thinks you can be like the Most High God. <clears throat> you the strong man. You the perverted you the one guiding people. Oh, I'm going to show you all the kingdoms of the earth if you just bow down and worship me. Some people want to bow down and worship Satan. Well, hey, they're going to bring in another thing probably. They want to bring in another you know, COVID-19 equivalent or worse they, they, to get people back into fear again. Oh, yeah, that's their whole plan. That's the whole plan. And whose whole plan? Oh, the World Economic Forum, you'll own nothing to be happy? Well, you think it's a little bit bad having a few, a few of your life-earned savings taken away to $8,000 or $80,000. Well, that's nothing. They want to take away everything from everybody. What are we going to do? Are we going to complain about it? Uh, is God going to hear us if we complain about it? He doesn't hear the murmuring and complaining. He hears the rejoicing. Just like Paul and Silas when they were in prison after they'd had their backs ripped open and they were in the deepest dungeon and their legs spread apart having their hips almost yanked out of their joint. And they were what? Praying and praising the Lord. Praying and praising the Lord. And I was a new Christian back in the early 80s. I didn't know they had a prayer and praise in the Episcopal Church. I don't know why they had those two words put together, prayer and praise. Because God inhabits the praises of his people, it says in Psalm 22, several places. In the beginning of Psalm 22 and later on, verse 26, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. We better all be seeking. I better be seeking the Lord. For me and my family, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How are we going to do that? Well, Pat Holiday was convinced that if she would just hang on to this promises in the Scripture, that her family would be saved, all of them, bit by bit. She kept asking people to pray for her husband, people to pray for her dad, and all these people. And they came in one by one. Maybe not the first day she prayed and the other people prayed. No, but they came in because you're faithful who promised. Not one of your scriptures has failed, Father God. Heaven and earth can all pass away, like it says over in, what is that, Mark 1, 3, 3, 1. Heaven and earth going to pass away. It's going to be gone. Bank accounts are going to be gone. Who cares about bank accounts? What about the eternal souls of all these people? All these people, cut about that, not just the people that belong in the United States that were born here, even the illegal aliens, they have eternal souls too. And, and the Jewish people, they knew what was important. And, 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 and were they kind? Were they kind to those that were not kind to them? They didn't even steal their stuff after they had retribution. It says that in Esther, where is that? In Esther 9.16, it says, 
and, and they slew their enemies, uh, 75, but they laid not their hands on the prey. They didn't take their stuff. They got vengeance on their enemy, but they didn't steal their goods. Well, now that's a nice example. They weren't covetous. They just had God's vengeance working through them. And, Father, we thank you for all the prayers of all the saints at Miracle in that church and many, many wonderful scriptures a lot of the saints have put up. And uh, some of them are so powerful, Father God, so powerful. I, I don't have them all memorized, Father God. Some of them are so wonderful and powerful, Father God. Psalm 91, of course. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon that shall trample under feet. That's when we belong to Jesus. In Psalm 5, verse 10, Destroy thou them, O God, let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, whether it's Google or those that are using YouTube to control the children or any of those trying to control the people, trying to steal from them, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for hearing all the prayers of your servants, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for those that are standing up for the truth as best they know how, Father God, in Jesus' name. And both thought about get that. That shall cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth. Thank you, God is love for Psalm 76, 8 and 9. And Jackie B for Leviticus 26, 7 and 8. And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred. A hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Well, I'm not advocating anything illegal, violent, or whatever. But, Father, we thank you for giving us the sword of the Spirit. For the weapons of all warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, the blue and the strong, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And we thank you, Father God, as we do continue to continually cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. And we claim all the benefits of Psalm 68, as Amy Miller reminds us. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, because you're the consuming fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them exceedingly rejoice. Amen and amen and amen. And we know it's a spiritual battle because you said there was war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought in his angels. And as we are reminded by God is love. And as Noel reminds us in Job 5, verse 12, he disappointed the devices of the crafty in so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. All those crafty hands are bound. Satan, you're bound. Everyone, their underlings are bound. All your little servants, every witchcraft curse sent against everyone else returned, at least sinful on the head of the spirits of sent them, do those spirits intended to us. And we speak blindness to eyes, I mean muteness to the enemy, and may only hear <coughs> what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us. And all those in harm's way, all those in harm's way being led astray, done like many of my family members, listen to the <laughs> <laughs> 